Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources on a Monday. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of Deseret News. Great to be with you today. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. As we attempt to slow it down, especially on a day like today, we're going to help you try to divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and make the news make sense. So obviously uh, a lot to cover, a lot of fascinating things happening over the weekend and into today. Uh, Many critical conversations that need to take place in our own community uh, and across this country. And we're going to break all of those down uh, as we move through the day today. The Salt Lake City protests. City protests. Special coverage on Inside Sources. So as we look at the uh, the protests that took place over the weekend, uh, again, it's got a lot of people uh, talking about a lot of different things in terms of race relationships uh, in the country, uh, what's happening here in our community, how things uh, broke down and went out. And to me, the the real critical thing is we we all have to to take a look at what are what are we doing? What's my responsibility in all of this? Because it's it, it is really easy to to shrug our shoulders and say, yeah, not my problem, not my issue, not my thing. Uh, but but that just doesn't quite fly. Uh, there's a lot more to it than that. And so we're going to really get into that as we go through the day today. Uh, Doug Wilkes, editor of the Desert News, is going to join us uh, coming up at eleven twenty talk about what was happening inside the newsroom as the protests uh, continued through the week through the weekend particularly on Saturday and into Saturday night and uh, give you a, a little behind the scenes in terms of uh, how that rolled out and how that took place uh, and then of course uh, really interesting uh, it, with this as a backdrop uh, we are just 30 days away 29 days away actually uh, from our primary uh, election here in the state of Utah and uh, Doug is part of the debate commission and the debates begin today coming up here at uh, at noon those will begin to start uh, we'll have live coverage of the gubernatorial debate at 6 p.m tonight and then we'll have a special uh, one hour of inside sources following the debate we'll break it down uh, so doug's going to help us uh, take a look at how everything that's been going on uh, impacts the the race for governor the race for uh, the congressional seats and uh, for other races as well and what that really means moving forward. So stay with us. Doug will be with us uh, here in about uh, 12 minutes, coming up at 1120. Uh, also, uh, you may have noticed that many people were amazed at how rapidly uh, the cleanup took place up at the Utah State Capitol, the graffiti and, and the vandalism that took place. And uh, we're going to be joined at 1135 today by Dave DeRocher from the Other Side Academy, uh, one of the groups of volunteers that uh, helped to get that right. But uh, it's just a fascinating story. Uh, who these folks are and, and their unique role in being part of the solution, not being part of the problem. So we'll have Dave join us at 1135. Dave DeRocher from the Other Side Academy. Looking forward to that conversation 
uh, and all the good things they're doing there. So, so let's break it down just a, a little bit as we as we look at the protests. Um, we want to make sure that we're uh, trying to connect the dots the right way. Uh, we need to remember that there are people who always benefit uh, off of anger, fear, frustration, violence. Uh, there is a group that uh, that promotes that and that benefits from that. Uh, and we have to do it different, and we have to do it better. And so I want to break down a few of those things and take a look at uh, what's happening here in the state of Utah. If you were listening to Dave and Dejanovic uh, just the last hour, uh, Mayor Aaron Mendenhall uh, came on, talked about some of the things that happened, some of the things that are taking place. And she hit on something that I think is really critical, and that is this issue of transparency. My sole intention was and still is to make sure that the public knows that Salt Lake City Police are here to protect and serve, and our department is willing to hear from the public in a spirit of transparency. All right, so again, talking about that that transparency, I think, is so vital. It's, it's such a critical part of this process. Uh, transparency matters because that's where we gain trust. Uh, now, personally, I, I think this, this call by Mayor Mendenhall uh, for the public to weigh in, to share their experience and, and what happened, to me, that's the ultimate show of confidence uh, in our folks that are in law enforcement, because what she's really saying is, I I trust I trust them to the point that transparency is our transparency is our friend, uh, and so I I applaud that. I think that transparency does matter. Trust our ability to trust uh, government officials and institutions of government, law enforcement, uh, are are really critical. Uh, also, we, we heard from the governor over the weekend uh, as the protests continued to play out. And I think he made an important call in terms of dividing uh, those who are uh, up to no good versus those who were trying to peacefully protest. What I've seen in the last few hours is that's gone from a peaceful protest to just criminal behavior. I think we need to call it what it is, criminal behavior where people are looking to riot, to loot, uh, to create violence. And that's not acceptable. All right. So, again, that was uh, Governor Herbert over the weekend as, as things began to escalate in the streets of Salt Lake City. And again, the, the, the question that keeps coming back to me is, is one, where do we go from here? And on one hand, we can we can talk about. We can talk about violence. We can talk about the things that uh, that happen there. Uh, of course, we've got to get to some of the underlying issues as it relates to race. Uh, race relations and and anything that is systemic in terms of uh, criminal justice reform or law enforcement and so on all of those things again transparency is our friend uh, as we go through it we should have confidence in that process and and where we're actually headed uh, but I think there's a, another component to this that maybe we're not talking about as much uh, of course we we often look to uh, to people like dr. Martin Luther King in moments like this, uh, his nonviolent approach. Uh, but uh, it's important to remember uh, that uh, this is a, a quote from me. He said, nonviolence means avoiding not only, not only external physical violence, but also internal violence of spirit. So that's on all of us. That's a we the people issue. Uh, I was talking with Amanda and Tim earlier this morning and, and talking about what do we need to do uh, I think we, there's a lot of things that we can do and must do as a society. And it begins with each of us asking questions like, what am I putting out there? And what am I consuming? 
Uh, think of the social media, the the movies, the videos, the television programs, uh, so many uh, which are not helpful in terms of creating understanding and connection. Uh, I, I love this from uh, from Martin Luther King. He said, I refuse to accept the view that mankind is so tragically bound to the starless midnight of racism and war that the bright daybreak of peace and brotherhood can never become a reality. That's powerful. And we all need to take a look at that. Uh, We can't be bound to that starless midnight of racism. Uh, We can't be chained to that. And again, as we've been talking all morning here on KSL News Radio, uh, we've we've got to do it different. We got to do it better. We have to be willing to have uncomfortable conversations, to be sure. Uh, we have to be willing to listen. We have to be willing to accept that maybe we've been wrong. We need to engage with people who think different, or look different, or are different in a host of different ways. And there's some good models out there. We're going to talk about those as we go through the program today. Uh, there are some some wonderful role models out there in terms of how do we have the right kinds of conversations uh, on a host of of really critical issues. Uh, One last thought from uh, Dr. Martin Luther King today. Uh, Courage breeds creativity. That's that's the real thing. Cowardice cowardice is what you see in, in looting and violence and vandalism. Uh, That's not courage at all. Courage breeds creativity. Courage comes when we're willing to engage in a different way, in an elevated way. When we get past the uh, the divisive rhetoric of the day and really get down to what are the principles that matter? What are the things that do unite us? Uh, we, can, we can begin again. I, I was talking again this morning, uh, and we hit this idea that it, it's no... It is no mystery to me that in the Declaration of Independence, a document that is really just a list of grievances of the colonists uh, against the crown, but in the midst of all of those grievances, there's this beautiful, powerful phrase that all men are created equal. And when everything else falls, uh, that's the question for all of us. It, is it possible for all of us who have been created equal by God to be treated equal by each other? That's the test. That's the quest. And that's the question for all of us. All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, Doug Wilkes, editor of the Deseret News, is going to join us a little behind the newsroom. Look at the weekend. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. 
now available anywhere you get your podcasts.